the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, much, much more. What's on your financial mind? What you thinking about AM 1220 KDOW? Talking money, talking investing, and like I said, much, 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 much more. Um, this is a show dedicated to you. This is a show about getting you to retirement. This is a show with lots of financial information. Stock market set to rebound today, which is good after five down days. Yes, that happens. No, it never feels comfortable. Market moves up over time. You have to be very um, comfortable with that. You have to understand that there is some capitalism that goes on in the stock market. It's not perfect. That there is some ugliness tied towards it. It's normal, it's healthy. What you need to do is knowing that there's ugliness in capitalism, you need to try to stay away from that. One of the areas where there can be ugliness is new publicly traded companies. One area where there can be ugliness is companies that don't have a lot of experience. So you just need to do everything you can Another area where there could be ugliness is companies that completely implode or fail. It happens. It's normal. It's healthy. So investors betting for a happier Wednesday, they're probably going to be okay with it because we've had five down days. The Dow had its biggest drop since November 23rd, while the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ saw their biggest losses since December 8th. The key economic report of the day doesn't occur until 2 p.m. Eastern time. So long until, long after I'm off the air, you still got to wait two more hours. That's when the Federal Reserve issues what's called their beige book. It is a book of economic reports that looks beige. But it is a book of economic reports, region by region, that assesses the U.S. economy. Imagine it as, hmm. I would say maybe the hitting report from the San Francisco Giants for last month, the stealing bases report for the San Francisco Giants for last month, the home run report, the power hitting, the what's happened in the rookie leagues, what's happened in the concession stands. 
So it's a bunch of reports about the economy. They're not all tied together, but it's all about what's happening. Today we get the weekly reports out of the Mortgage Bankers Association. Fed speakers are out in full force today with regional Fed Bank presidents Esther George, Eric Rosengren, Dennis Lockhart, James Bullard, all scheduled for speeches in various locales. Along with Fed Vice Chair Janet Yellen, who has a dinnertime appearance in New York. So we're getting a lot of talking heads. We're not necessarily getting a lot of earnings. We are starting to get into earnings season. So we're starting to get out of earnings pre-announcement season. Krispy Kreme Donuts. That a resignation of their president and chief operating officer, Kenneth May, for what's being termed personal reasons. May has held the post for less than five months. Dow component Alcoa did not get off uh, or did get the season of earnings off on a positive start. They reported an unexpected profit. However, and this is where you almost wish you had one hand. On one hand, they had great profit. On the other hand, 69% below year earlier levels on higher input costs and lower aluminum prices. So there's some negatives inside of it. Again, do you believe in capitalism? When you're a little boy, you drink a soda out of a Alcoa. We can't wait. We can't wait for tomorrow. Alcoa can't wait. You drink out of a soda can, right? An aluminum soda can. Today you fly in planes that are basically aluminum soda cans. Will the company be able to fend off other worldwide aluminum makers? So far they have. I'm not telling you to go buy Alcoa, because I don't own shares of Alcoa. We'll continue to watch shares of Best Buy today. CEO Brian Dunn resigned yesterday. There's some sort of unspecified probe into his personal conduct. I so badly wish I knew. Don't you? Like, when you hear, like, CEO is leaving. He used to be a VCR salesman. He used to be a VCR salesman for Best Buy. That's awesome. Me and my Betamax were like, <laughs> VCR will never catch on. Betamax is such a better picture. <laughs> uh, me and my laser disc. We laugh at you, Brian Dunn. Um, so he resigned. But something was getting hot on him. He's decided to go. The board of directors decided. Now, wait, wait. Now, here's the weirdest part about this. The board of directors is obligated to tell shareholders what went on. It's a public board. It's not a private board. So if he was having an affair with his monkey bubbles, he starts to date Michael Jackson's chimp bubbles. Legally, this is going to come out. Legally, this is going to come out. So Brian Dunn may think he dodged a bullet. But they do have to disclose. And it may come out like, yeah, Brian Dunn was dating someone he shouldn't have been dating. That may be all that we get. It may be that Brian Dunn opened up, you know, casino with Muammar Gaddafi, who happens to be dead, so that's not a good example. But something came up that he decided he didn't want the public to know today. But their board of directors, is they have to tell us. And the fact that they didn't, shame on you, board of directors. That's the beauty of being publicly traded companies. If you've got a bad tattoo on your back, we get to see it. It's, I have no tattoos. I just want people to know that. 
Apple may be sued as early as today in a case involving alleged price fixing of electronic books. What? What? What did I just say? The Department of Justice may sue Apple today, saying that they've got the fix in on electronic books. Others involved in the case, including CBS, Simon and Schuster's, and HarperCollins, are said to be settling the matter. Nokia, also known as Nokia. They say it's found a software bug in its Lumia 900 smartphones. <laughs> they already have a problem. Remember how we've been talking about a year from now, we'll see if Nokia has picked up basically research emotions trash or scraps table on the table. They're not going to beat Google in their first year. They're not going to beat Apple in their first year. But they've already got a bug with Microsoft software. Man, Microsoft can't ca- catch a break, can they? The blue screen of death has basically haunted them for 15 years. It can cause the phone to lose its data connection. Nokia says the phone will be fixed by early next week. So this weekend, you go shopping. Back of your head, you'll say, hey, I think I heard Rob Black say something about Nokia. I think I'm going to go with an Apple phone. I think I'm going to go with a Google phone. Travel website operator Travels is planning to put itself up for sale. It's said to be in the process of hiring a financial advisor. That's kind of interesting. This is one of those companies that were publicly traded. It's done pretty well, all things considered at times. Um, with that said, some companies don't really need to be public. That's one of the things I, I have no bone of contention saying out loud. Take a look at the numbers. we got the Dow up 96. NASDAQ up 33, the S&P 500 up 14. Gold's down a buck, oil's down up fractions. So oil's no longer the story that it was in the first quarter. First quarter, it zoomed up to $105, $108 a share. It's kind of cooled off so far in the second quarter. Bigger story is that we have got a bit of a correction going on after having a glorious first quarter. Don't forget, i got a seminar coming up tomorrow night. Could be your last chance ever to see me. Could be. Maybe. You can sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com at Dinah's Garden Hotel in Palo Alto. I hope to see you there. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and much, much more. Big old earthquake today hit Indonesia. I always feel like I should say the city first so people don't stress out when I say a big old earthquake hit. Maybe I should say Indonesia was hit by a big old earthquake. 8.8. Coming to California 10 years ago, after selling my company, coming from the East Coast to the West Coast, the investment advisory business was switching to a financial planning business. People would tell me on the East Coast, you're crazy for going to the West Coast. There's earthquakes. It's kind of funny in the way that I, I've lived on both sides of the Rockies. People west of the Rockies think people on the East Coast have outhouses. People on the East Coast think people on the West Coast are crazy for living in, in earthquake country. I felt two earthquakes in the last 10 years. That's it. It's been a little bit over 10 years, but you get the idea. Long story short, a lot of times perception's worse than reality. I know a lot more people have died on the East Coast from hurricanes and tornadoes. I'd throw in the word tsunami, but I'd be making that up. But, heck, why not? Giant octopuses have killed more people on the East Coast than, than earthquakes have killed on the West Coast. 
You get the idea. Oh, good golly. Um, IBM's firing back at Cisco with a $2 billion smart server project. This is something that comes with technology. There's always going to be an answer. IBM is one-upping Cisco with new pure system servers introduced today. They're integrated systems that include the server storage network all in one box. Cisco introduced the game-changing concept, the unified computing system, back in 2009. IBM could be the one to beat. IBM spent $2 billion in R&D on this. So is it too early to say IBM beats Cisco, Cisco beats IBM? Yeah, it's too early. But it's not too early to start questioning that because at one point in time, Cisco beat Nortel. At one point in time, Nortel beat Bay Networks. You know, you have to think of this stuff. You know, who was the company that uh, went around for years saying that they're better than, than Oracle? Oh, yeah, I forgot their name, too. Because they're no longer important. Some companies die, and they look great while you're thinking about it, but they die. They don't, at one point in time, Lucent and Nortel were the big players networking. Of course, Cisco was an upstart. Of course, they were a big player. But I've seen so many tech companies that were once great become irrelevant. You got to know that. You have to know that. Biggest thing you have to do as an investor, in my opinion, is get $100,000. Because until you do, you're small fish. I'm not insulting people with less than $100,000. I'm saying that you need big money to survive retirement. A hundred can become 200. 200 can become 400. 400 can become 800. 800 can become 1.6 million. That's really what you're starting, you have to really think about. In my opinion... Great website for you, Kiplinger, K-I-P-L-I-N-G-E-R. It's one of the best websites. If I'm not on radio tomorrow, if I get hit by a bus, it's a good site for you. K-I-P-L-I-N-G-E-R. It may not have everything you need to know, but it's got most of it. It covers a lot of the basics on finance. It covers investing, taxes, insurance. You don't need fancy products like annuities and private REITs. You don't. You need to learn a little bit about family finance, and that's not fun and it's not sexy. You need to learn a little bit about how to live, how to buy cars. I like two-year-old vehicles. I will admit it. What's the phrase? Hoopty? Is that what all the young kids are driving these days? Hoopties? I don't have a very fancy car. With that said, I will drive you to a five-star hotel. We will go out and eat at a fantastic restaurant. We will live life to the fullest and see the, the most beautiful sights on the planet. But in order for me to fund those things comfortably, I don't have to waste money every month on a, a fancy car. Nor do you. When you're in the ground... What you're going to remember probably, well, not what you're going to remember, but what's going to be important is how did you spend years 60 to 100? Because age 20 to 60, you can get by doing almost anything. I'm a pretty happy guy. 
You know, if you were to spend time with me and you were a young, beautiful woman, every morning I promise you I'd sing it to you. Even though we ain't got money, I'm so in love with you, honey. That is so much more important. And even if you do have money, you still sing that song. Because 20 to 60, you can get by with a five-star hotel, you can get by with a four-star hotel, you can get by with a three-star hotel. You can get by by going on a walk around a lake in Fremont. But when you're 60 to 100, you better have some cash all in my opinion. Otherwise, you're living in a trailer in Arkansas. Otherwise, you're living beneath what you wanted to live in. So my goal is to get you 100K because at 100K, you can start making decisions you feel comfortable with. Um, couple things. Everyone needs health insurance because you might get sick. That's why I want my sugar booger to work for Visa while I work as an entrepreneur. Visa's got great health care. Entrepreneurs got horrible health care. You see what I'm saying? That's why you want one person in your family to do something with corporate America and one person in your family to be an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs got great tax write-offs. Awesome tax write-offs. So that meal, eh, throw it on the company. You know? Companies don't, hey, do it. If, if it's legal, do it. That's my advice. A couple other things that you need, like I said, healthcare. If you've got something that you can't afford to lose, you insure it. That's why you have homeowner's insurance. That's why you have renter's insurance. I've got a friend, Gabby, who her house burned down, or her apartment burned down. She's the girl that I told you about that over the last 10 years has gone from no savings to $400,000 in savings. All because she maxes out her 401k and saves as much as she can. I imagine that she probably doesn't have the highest in car. I imagine that she probably doesn't have the highest in lingerie. I imagine she looks pretty good without her clothes on. Like, you don't have to have high-end stuff. But she has 400. She's got her retirement at age 37. So in the last 10 years, she's done what she had to do. Now, again, she still needs to continue to grow it. Absolutely. But you get the concept here. I know you do. You need a million dollars to pay you $40,000 till the day you die. I'm talking to the average person out there. I'm not selling you crap product. Hey, listen to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Come meet me Thursday night, 6 to 9, Diners Garden Inn, Palo Alto Hotel, AM 1220, KDOW. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial money, investing, and much, much more. Talking about what the average person needs to do. Talking about what you need to make and save. 
as an investor, talking about what you need to do as an individual. Like I was saying in the last segment, I got a friend Gabby who saved over $400,000 in the last 10 years just from listening to the show. This is very, very common that I find that people say incredibly nice things like that to me. Like, hey, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't be where I am today. But it, it typically is followed by, I've been doing this for the last five years listening to you. I've been doing this last 10 years listening to you. So Gabby had an apartment. And again, I know apartments aren't fun. I know apartments aren't sexy. You're your neighbors above you. Guy happens to have a whooping cough. <laughs> kind of thing, right? You're the kid below you. hear the kid, people in the hall that smells like urine. You're like, oh, I hate apartments. But her apartment literally burned down. And she had renter's insurance. And she's learned a lot about what it means to have renter's insurance. And that's a good thing. I know it's not something anyone really wants to go through, but it's a good thing. She's better off for it. She went through it. She can say, been there, done that. And like I said, she didn't get killed in the process. She will now be able to tell other people, hey, there's a difference between replacement value and what I paid for it. And you got to know the insurance company is going to give you a replacement value, right? Unless you sign up for something better. She is the person that I would go to if I were a renter. If that makes any sense in any way, shape, or form, she's the person that I think is already an expert at it. So we need people like that in our lives. And yeah, you don't, you know, notice that she's not an expert. So I don't think you need the expert as much as you think you do. Now, again, we're all different people. And I understand how uh, some people freak out. I understand that some people look at Wall Street and go, that guy has a suit on and and he was just on a TV commercial and told me to buy a new car. He must be smart because he's got a suit on and he told me to do it. You need to stop being that person. You need to stop living your neighbor's dreams and you need to start living your own dreams. Like I said, if I had the right woman, I'd be happy with a tent and a dog. Everyone needs to start thinking that way because we spend way too much as a society on silly and inane things. I see articles out there like kids and credit cards. And I go, I don't even need to read this one. I can tell you the basics of it. Get your kid a credit card. As early as you can. I know you're saying, what the did he just say? In this day and age, mommy and daddy pay for everything with plastic. So they better might as well learn, pay for it with plastic. There was a day when my dad would pull out his wallet and boom, 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 out would come the 20 bucks. You can order anything on the menu as long as it's $5 or less, son. Thanks, Dad. And that was fun trying to figure out what I could get. We weren't allowed to buy salads. I know you're saying, really? There are six of us. Five boys and a girl. So, long story short, we weren't allowed to buy salads. I learned about money as a kid. Salads cost more. Do you remember the day and age? And I know you're saying, man, you're getting old. When salads came with meals. And then restaurants learned, like, hey, we can make a lot of money from this lettuce. Restaurants tend not to make money off the steaks. They tend to make money off the lettuce and the drinks. Know that. Know that a restaurant, anything that's in big print on a menu, 
probably not a good value. It probably means they're making a lot of money on it. So I'm not saying go for the small print stuff, but something to consider. Also, restaurants tend not to put a dollar sign on their food. They'll just put a steak that says 36, and you, in your head you're like, $36. They don't want you to put, they don't want the dollar sign on it because you may say, whoa, that's a lot of money. I can buy at my house, I can go to Safeway and buy five steaks for that. So some of the little tricks that you got to learn. So anyway, back to children and credit cards. I know you're saying, why did you say children should have credit cards? Because they need to learn about money. I think a secured credit card is the best way to go. I think you want to put it in their name. As much as you can, don't put it in your name. I think you want to get a copy of the statement if you can. So maybe you have to put it in your own name. I want you to use a secured credit card, like 500 bucks. So not a good investment. You give $500 to the bank and your kid gets to go out and spend 500 bucks. Now, hopefully they don't go out and spend 500 bucks at GameStop and pick up 10 video games. What you want them to do is learn how to pay for things. What you want them to do is learn that it's a monthly you know, ritual to pay that off or to service that debt. Because when you're 20 and you're no longer got mommy and daddy looking over your shoulder, that $500 can become 50000 pretty fast. I got no problem with people who use things like pottery barn cards. If you want to get 20 if you're going to buy a lot of furniture the next year, I think it's a great way to go. Because you buy one piece of furniture, you get 20% off your next piece of furniture. As long as you're servicing that debt, as long as you're paying it down, as long as it's not becoming an albatross on you, as long as you're not buying things that you shouldn't. For instance, my friend Gabby, whose rental apartment burned down, I got no problem with it like a pottery barn card. If she wants to, you know, stoke her new apartment with all pottery barn furniture, that's fine. Just don't get in over your head. Don't get in the position that you can't service it. A couple other things that you need to do is look at your 401k and have, have no, no fear. Have some cojones. If you're a feminist, have whatever feminists have. If you're a dude, have no cojones. Or maybe that's what feminists should have and men should have cojones. I don't, I don't know. I'm confusing myself at this point in time. I'm a big old mess of of confusion. But I've met someone recently who never looked at their 401k statement until recently. Like, it came. Maybe they'd open it and file it, but they'd never look at it. Come on, people. I get my tax bill on my uh, house, and I don't want to look at it. I know it's going to be a lot of money. But I still look at it. Like, don't be afraid of, of who you are financially. Do everything you can to set goals. I want to go to a Giants Day game this year. I want to go with a certain person. I will offer that certain person six day games. They will pick. I will get tickets. It's done. My goal will be met. I don't really like Giants night games. A, because people get drunk and people hit each other. And let's just say this. I probably have wrists made out of glass. A jaw made out of glass. Maybe I'm made out of glass. I just don't like grown people like hitting each other and getting drunk. Like when I was 18, 19, 20, that's fun. I don't mind a little buzz. But sporting events now, it seems to be like almost a, a, a rush to get drunk. So I'd rather do it during the day where it's a little bit more enjoy the sunshine, enjoy the game. But have a goal. I've got a goal for retirement. I've got a goal for the Tahoe house. 
maybe I'll have a goal down the road to leave the Tahoe house and go with the beach house. I'm developing a nationally syndicated television show right now. I don't know what's going to happen. In the next three to six months, I'll know. But at least I've written it down. At least I've said it out loud. And if it doesn't happen, at least I know I tried. I don't mind failing. I fail in 99 out of 100 things that I do. Maybe not true. But I'll tell you what, the things that I succeed at, average person doesn't. I don't mind that. My favorite saying of all time is sometimes you take a pie in the face and sometimes you're hip deep in pie. I'm okay with that. Like, I love pie. I love apple pie. I love, well, I don't love pecan pie. I love pie. Blueberry pie, strawberry, like, I love pie. Pie with ice cream. And in the end, worst case scenario, I'm surrounded by pie. So it's okay to fail. One thing I don't want to do is continue to make the same dumb mistakes. I've gotten an email recently from someone who was foreclosed on in the last two years, and he already wants to buy another house. You've learned that real estate is a liability. You've learned that real estate can make you miserable. You've learned that you can lose lots and lots of money in it. And yet you still want to do it. To me, that's amazing. Rihanna's Umbrella song, Umbrella, Ella, 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 was originally written for Britney Spears. Who would have known? 48% of people say they look at their ex's Facebook profile way too often. The thing that I love about that statistic is the way too often. Justin Bieber, and I've got Bieber fever, and there is no cure, is the youngest male artist to top the Billboard U.S. Top 200 chart since 1963. Like, that's the phenomenon of, of Justin Bieber. Is He almost goes back to our parents' age when kids were rock and roll stars. Nearly one out of five Americans are illiterate. In 2010, Taylor Swift won more Grammys than Elvis did in his entire career. That's not a surprise. 46% of women say a good night's sleep is better than sex. I know people who uh, absolutely positively would kill for a good night's sleep. Uh, 45% of people believe in ghosts. 45% of people believe in ghosts. 10% say they've seen one. Got a seminar coming up tomorrow night, 6 to 9. Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning in Palo Alto. Sign up at robblack.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. that YouTube was originally a dating site? A lot of things that we think we know turn out not to be true. Or turn out not to be the same that we thought they were going to be. Um, I didn't want to use that statistic. That statistic is so disturbing that I get it. Internal editor actually kicked on. Uh, so the YouTube original site was a video dating site called Tune In Hook Up. 
And a lot of people look back at Facebook and think that it was probably not a dating site, but there was a, you know, is my classmate hot or not thing that was going on. Impulsive and anxious people are a lot more likely to become angry drunks. So my advice to you is look at the people that you live with. Astronomers suggest that 10 billion Earth-like planets may exist in our galaxy. I think it's the one thing that I'm going to miss when I'm dead. The technology. I was working late last night on my national TV project. That may or may not happen. And a lot of it's going to bleed into radio and internet and podcasts. Uh, I'm also working on a, a regional TV project right now. And I was looking back at somebody that I want to be like. You know, um, I was trying to find some creative muses, so to speak. And I, I, one of the people that inspired me a lot was a guy named Andy Schur. I can't say the name. I hate names that I can't say because it sounds like I'm drunk. Andy Schur. S-E-R-W-E-R. He used to write about the stock market in funny ways. And it's almost impossible for me to explain but if you want to get a kick out of, like, who are some of the people that Rob were inspired by, um, go Google Andy Sir. He was he might even be head of Fortune magazine. It looks like he's retired now. It's it's tough to put on the exact uh, um, details. He wrote an article called Captain's Log, which I love because it, I'm not a Star Trek guy. Here's where I was as a weirdo kid. Wasn't a Star Trek guy. Wasn't a Star Wars guy. Typically, you're one or the other, right? Pick a side. Good versus evil. As a child, what I was, I was very, very much so, surprisingly, a Battlestar Galactica kid. And, I know, I just got the head shake. People are driving going, no, dear God, don't say you were Buck Rogers, too. Buck Rogers with Gil Gerard. Funny watching some of our childhood uh, television icons at age. Not very attractive. So anyway, quoting Andy Schur, he said, and for the reason I bring up the whole Star Trek thing was he wrote an article called Stardate. And he'd talk about things like, on Lehman, a pretty remarkable day for them. Remarkably bad. A $2.8 billion quarterly loss. It's first since going public. The bank is also tapping markets to the tune of $6 billion at lower prices investors had hoped. Created more dilution than anticipated and driving the stock down 10% and below 30 bucks. Fitch downgraded Lehman. Way to be ahead of the curve, Fitch. So he's making fun of the credit agencies. He's also talking about Lehman Brothers who came public in this case in 2008. You know who dies, right? Lehman Brothers. Going back in history and rereading this, I got a kick out of it. Because he said some things that would have been flags for me today. They issued a lot of shares. They had a big quarterly loss. You know, to me, a big quarterly loss is like having a crush on a girl with no teeth. That's fine. If you want to go with a no-tooth woman, that's fine. But before you fall in love, before you marry, get some of your things that are ideal to you. I count teeth. I look at hip bone structure. I look at things that are important. Look at the mother. 
always look at the mother because that's what the woman will become more often than not, right? So when Andy Schur says a lot of dilution, quarterly loss, that's like missing a tooth in an ear for me. I don't mind dating toothless, earless women, but it's not my ideal. And in the world of investing, you want an ideal. So look at little Andy Schur. You know, rereading some of his comments. He wrote something. He said, did you, did you see that Meredith Whitney, in the same article, did you see that Meredith Whitney and her team at Opco today are saying that with increased disclosure from companies under our coverage, we believe that Citigroup, Merrill Lynch, and UBS, the collateral damage could be in excess of $10 billion. We note that such an estimate remains a moving target. That's a pretty good article. Looking back in hindsight, she was completely right. And a lot of people just threw her to the side and said, ah, chick, female analyst. That's so unfair. So anyway, I sent Andy Schur an email last night, and uh, I highly recommend, if you want to learn how to be good, sometimes you've got to study the past. You know, we could talk about Apple and their next iPhone. Will it have a bigger screen? Will it not? I own shares of Apple. We're only about halfway through the iPhone 4S's life cycle, but speculation about what's in store for the sixth generation model already starting to heat up. So aspect ratios between a four-inch screen, three-inch screen, three-and-a-half, four-and-a-half, they're starting to be speculated. The United States is suing Apple this morning and ebook publishers over pricing. I still have yet to read an ebook. Maybe before I die, I will. <laughs> if anyone wants to send me a Kindle, I'll gladly give it a spin. I just, I kind of like my books to be books still. Apple hit an all-time high yesterday, which was amazing because it hit $600 billion in market cap. Whoa. Can it earn $600 billion? That's one of the reasons you own stocks. You look at their market cap and say, can it ever earn that? I own shares with Apple. Don't forget, i got a seminar coming up tomorrow night where I'm going to go over my holdings. Could be the last chance you ever get to see me. That's right. Big day ahead of me. But you can sign up for the event tomorrow night, 6 to 9, Diners Garden Hotel. Palo Alto. Sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Sad news, Dave Beckman. He wanted to represent Great Britain in the London Olympics. Not going to happen. He's a good-looking man. I don't know if that Super Bowl commercial was right or wrong. But in hindsight, and I know my audience is like 98% men, 
And some people are probably feeling uncomfortable with the statement, but he's a good-looking man. Oh. Um, the Dow's up 97, NASDAQ up 36, the SP 500 up 13. Thank you. Oh, good golly. Fun stuff out there. Best Buy CEO resigned amidst a probe. What's that all about? We'll probably learn in the coming days, coming weeks. President Barack Obama is going to try to enlist millionaires in the Buffett rule campaign. President Barack Obama is intensifying his campaign for higher taxes on top U.S. earners, casting the issue against Republican opposition as one of fairness and support for the middle class. I honestly think, and you can call me crazy here, I honestly think that a lot of people would have no problem paying more taxes if we felt the money was being spent wisely. Now, I could be crazy for that statement, and Lord knows Rick Santorum and Mitt Romney and others are going to have their opinions. But I think a lot of people in America think we have a spending problem more so than how much are we taxing problem. I know what I paid in taxes last year. I don't feel like it was a good investment. Facebook co-founder Mark Zuckerberg, he threatened in 2004 to disable part of the website he was working on for Paul Siglia. The New York man now suing him for part ownership of the multi-billion dollar company. Zuckerberg worked for Siglia in 2003-2004 while he was attending Harvard and building the website that would become the world's biggest social network. In an email to Siglia, Zuckerberg demanded payment for work on Siglia's website, streetfacts.com, warning that if he didn't get the money that was coming to him, he would take down part of the site. I must receive $5,000 by next Saturday night at midnight or the scroll search functionality will be removed from the website. About two weeks after he put the Facebook.com online, Zuckerberg told Sigley he owed him $10,000 of the $19,000 he had been promised. So a lot of drama coming out, and I hate drama. You know, I, I know some people thrive on drama. I don't thrive on drama. I like to say, save the drama for your mama. I don't have a call screen. So, um... Someone's trying to call right now, and my call screen's not connected because it's not. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it isn't. I know you're saying, well, thank you, Rob. Let's see if I, when I, see when I go to choose server, then you have to punch in, maybe, if you, no. So whoever's calling, keep calling or keep trying to call or keep trying to talk, and we'll see if we can't get to you as soon as possible. Did I give the market numbers already? Oh, I did. Bitter. Um, so Apple getting bit in ebook pricing fixing suit. I own shares of Apple. Um, gold could peak in 2013 after 12 year bull run. Gold, and again, I always assume this is gonna be my last radio broadcast. A because I tell the truth, and B people don't like it when you tell the truth. No, I guess that's A and B. So A, because I tell the truth and people don't like that when you tell the truth. And B, because I could have a massive heart attack. I drink a gallon of butter a day. I met someone recently who said they want to write a nutrition blog. I'm like, I don't want to read that. Let's go to a call. I'm not sure who we have. Who are you? Hey, Susan. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. I'm, I'm at work. Why are you calling? Well, I had a question about my 401k. Okay. 
I didn't think I would be on the radio. That's weird hearing my voice. Now, hold on. You um, called a radio show. <laughs> well, I thought these things were recorded, and then they played them if the question was worth playing. So I want to know someone who's in their 20s how much they should be investing in their 401k. Okay. Um, how much do you have in your 401k? Uh, around thirty thousand. That's pretty good. You should have somewhere between ten and forty thousand by the time you're thirty. How much do you weigh? How much do I weigh? Yeah. What does that matter? It doesn't. I just wanted to see if you give me the answer. <laughs> you're rambling. I am rambling. Up late mm-hmm. last night. Um, as much as you can, because ultimately, Susan, you want to save as much as you can as early as you can, so later in life you can take your foot off the gas pedal. So I would rather you have a million dollars at age 50 than a million dollars at age 60. Right now, your 30,000 should become, let's see, your tw- what, how old are you? 28. Okay, so 30, if you do it right, and you're not in a balanced fund or in a bond fund. Let's see, 35, 42, 49, 56. So how much was your weight again? <laughs> not going to work the second time, is it? Um, that money right now should become about $960,000 if you invest it wisely. If you don't, it'll come to about one hundred and twenty to 240000 if you just keep it in something kind of neutral, kind of, something kind of safe. Mm-hmm. Um, you need somewhere between two to $4 million to retirement. Um, everything costs more as you age. You probably remember as a little girl that T-shirts were probably like two or three bucks. Now T-shirts are probably like 10 or 12 bucks. Um, so everything costs more money as you age. So as much as you can, if you can put 15% in, so if you make a hundred thousand, you could put 15,000 in, that's ideal. Keep in mind that lowers your tax bracket from a hundred thousand to 85,000, which may mean instead of owing the tax man 25%, maybe you owe the tax man 23% of your income. So you're saving on federal taxes plus it's growing tax deferred which means when money doubles, you don't have to pay taxes. And you've learned a little bit about Mitt Romney recently on how investing dollars become big investing dollars, especially when you don't have to pay taxes on them. And then when you're an old woman, um, you know, you're living off, you know, two, $3 million and a million dollars will pay you $40,000 in retirement. Uh, 40,000 won't be a lot by the time you're an old woman. Uh, you'll probably need more like two to 4 million. So you're, you're on track. I want you to keep maxing it out though. And, um, be a little bit more aggressive. Uh, look for growth. Don't look for income. Maybe look for growth and income. Um, any other questions? Yeah, I wanted to know what I have to do to get 45 minutes out of your day for you to meet me for lunch. Hmm. Let me think about that. Hmm. And then maybe I'll tell you my weight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about the height? Height? Good teeth, bad teeth? Huh? Do you have good teeth, bad teeth? I have good teeth. Good. So I think good teeth are important. Do you floss? I do. Every day? Not every day. You should. So I should. You know what I recommend is putting floss in your car. Even though that's kind of disgusting to think that you're flossing in the car, but yeah. it works. I think it's conveniently located. Oh, I think okay. So thanks for the call. Okay. You want to call back in ten minutes, fifteen minutes? Um sure. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Have a good day. That was awkward, in a good way. Refreshing, sweet. Um, where do I take that? 
I love that someone under the age of 30 is listening to the show. I love that people are starting to take control of their finances. I love that a woman can save $30,000 by the age of 30 and not blow it on a new car, not blow it on vacation, or men, for that matter. Um, I'm pro-retirement. I'm pro-individual. My parents, my dad had a you know, pension that's awesome. Not much of a lunch guy. When you wake up at 5 in the morning, it's, you're eating lunch when other people are waking up. Um, good golly. I'm. You know that when you blush on the outside, your stomach blushes? How's that for the coolest fact of the day? My stomach's blushing. AM 1220, KDOW. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Last person who called in, rob at robblack.com. Send a photo. Police records. Very, very important. So, photo... Police records, maybe a social security number, and turn 45 minute lunch into at least two hours because my lunches are always liquid lunches. So, um, oh, good God. Do I talk about. No. <laughs> Gingrich says he still has a chance. What is there? Like five billion people on the planet, and the Republicans can't find one candidate they feel comfortable with? Pretty crazy what's going on. Um, who's your favorite late night comedian? Who's we're all different, right? I tend to like Ferguson. I just think he's snarky. I don't like Jay Leno. He's too white bread for me. He's kind of playing to the Iowa people. Letterman used to be just genius, but he softened. He, I mean, his first twenty years were great. His last twenty. Here's a funny story. I got to interview David Letterman while I was in high school. Uh, took me about, and this is when you were paying for long distance took me about two hours of waiting on hold and uh, got to interview him. He was incredibly sweet, incredibly kind. Um, I think that was one of those high school jobs that I wanted, like to be a writer for a comedian. Never interested in egg. When you actually write, writing for television shows, writing for movies, it's basically a bunch of people who smoke and eat donuts. Um, it's really, really pretty uh, unattractive, all things considered. I'm a little bit thrown. Email rob at robblack.com. Send photos, send resumes, dental records, anything else that you want to send. Um, men are bile Let's see where I want to go with this. So Apple's getting sued today. I own shares of Apple. Department of Justice over ebook prices. What's interesting to note is Microsoft has never been the same company since their Department of Justice suit. They never were the same company ever, never again. I'm not saying this is going to be the Apple's moment. 
But you need to start thinking that way. What can go wrong, not what can go right as an investor. And back to that caller, because I'm intrigued by this. One of the things you need to do is look at your choices. Make sure you're not putting too much in cash because you're young. Continue to up your retirement while you're younger, but also now that you've started a good bit of money rolling, consider strongly an emergency fund of two to six months. Consider strongly in case you get laid off. Consider strongly starting to set other goals. Are you going to get married? Do you want children? Are you going to marry someone in the Bay Area? Because let's face it, the Bay Area is kind of like Wonderland. And by Wonderland, I'm saying it's kind of a fairy tale place. Your money or my money, our incomes are high in the Bay Area. Typically high enough that if you were to get the same income in Iowa, you would be the king or queen of Iowa. If you take your house or my house and put it in Iowa, you'd probably have a moat around it. It's kind of fairyland is what I'm saying. Like we live in a crazy part of the world. One thing that you don't want to do is start splurging because you've saved a lot. Continue continue being the same frugal person that you've always been. I think you want to learn that you want to marry correctly. Marriage is very expensive. It's very emotional. You want to make sure at this point in time, are you marrying the you know for money? Are you marrying for love? Are you marrying because he's hot? Hot doesn't last, I can tell you that. Uh, as you get older, your knees start to go. So find someone that you love and find someone that you want to share your life with and find someone who's the same with you. Try to find someone who gets money. I don't know if this is fair to say, and I'll look at Russ real quick and say, you and your wife get along well with money? He's not looking at me. No, not really. <laughs> I'm not going to ask the next question because his wife might be listening, but how happy are you? So, you know, I tend to say that I can't say a lot of fights in my life have been for money. Because I'm pretty apathetic. I'm, I'm universally optimistic. Um, and what does that mean? I always try to find the bright side. I get people that want to make the world better. I get people that want to, you know, uh, be who they are and stay in and watch TV 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Fine. That's who you are. I just don't get negative people. It's just not my angle. Listen to this. The Argentine parents of presumably stillborn baby found the breathing girl alive when they visit her in the morgue to say goodbye. That's a good day. Your baby's dead. Go say goodbye to him in the morgue. Oh, this is getting creepier. The baby was placed in a tiny coffin inside the refrigerator morgue for 12 hours. The mother insisted on seeing the infant because she had been sedated during the birth. Ooh, creepy. That kid's name has to be Lucky. Right? For the record, we need better names than, than what are being given out to children these days. Children's names are too frou-frou, in my opinion. Okay, um, back to markets, back to money, t- back to investing. One lesson I always want to teach people is that things change. So don't get too set in your ways. Back to the call. Make sure you have some international exposure in your portfolio. Because when I was a little boy... There was a movie, what was it called, um, with Michael Keaton, 
where the Japanese came and taught us baseball. No, no, the Japanese came and taught us how to make cars. Gung-ho. And we taught them how to play baseball and drink beer. There was a big fear that Asians were buying the Seattle Mariners. There was a big fear that Asians were buying Central Park. The Japanese were at their heyday. They haven't been there since then. You're not seeing a lot of movies made about the Japanese and how great they are at making cars anymore. It's no longer popular culture. So you want a good part of your portfolio, 10% minimum, 40% maximum, in some sort of international exposure. I don't think you ever really want to try to be right. I think you want to try to play the game. That's probably the number one lesson that I have for you, is learn to play the game. Don't get fearful. Don't get greedy. Write down your goals. Write down your expectations. Always study a little bit, but don't get too caught up in the, in the money side of it. Don't get too caught up in trying to hit a home run. Do you want to own a house? Great. No more than 28 to 40% of your salary. 40% if you want to be crazy, 28% if you want to be conservative. For instance, let me use that same exact, if you want to be crazy, if you want to be conservative. I'll use an example. I own shares of Apple. Let's say it's $600 a share. It's slightly more than that right now. If it were to go down 20 bucks, that would be an aggressive buying more. If it were to go down 100 bucks, it would be a conservative buying more. And Apple's a bad example because it's such a momentum stock in people's heads. But learn that, you know, degrees, it's an art money is, and it's a beautiful art. You're listening to AM 1220, KDOW. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. Back in the day when I worked as an investment advisor, I saw the writing on the wall about financial planning. I, I saw it as that's where the business model was going. Um, that's one of the reasons, you know, I moved to the West Coast. I saw, you know, the changes. And I, I, I had a nationally syndicated radio show, and I loved it. But when you would visit Dallas, you'd be like, I don't really like Dallas. Like, you like it, but no. Houston, it's so hot. Portland, meh. 60%, 70% of the youth I loved there. Like, I, I judge a lot of what I want from a city from the youth. You know, how is the arts? Um, how is the hiking? How, how is the general feel of the area? So I chose San Francisco. I think it's the greatest area in the world. I think it's got the smartest people in the world. When I was in college, I was taking a business ethics class. And um, this all ties together. Give me a second. I never, I learned more in my business ethics class than almost any other class. In large part, the teacher, he's like, okay, I can assign you this $100 textbook or we could read Plato's Republic, $4 book. And the class is like, let's read Plato's Republic. So Plato's Republic is probably one of the first books that I ever read that, you know, dinged in my head, like, this is what I want to do with my career. This is what I want to do with business. It's a tough read. In this day and age, it's still a tough read. As smart as you get, as older you get, it's still a tough read. But anyway, um, the business teacher, he was fantastic. No tests. 
His last day of his, he basically said, we're going to meet at a bar. We're going to meet at a restaurant. You don't have to drink, whatever. But we're going to talk for two hours. And I learned that talking for two hours is better than talking for 45 minutes. One of the reasons I like doing the show that I'm doing is I'm talking for two hours. I love TV and I have multiple offers to do more TV. In my future, I hope I get a nationally syndicated TV show. But I love talking. That's where you get to learn an enormous amount. And to have someone say that they taught you something or to be taught something. Like I said earlier in the show, I learned a lot from Mandy Sewer. But my business ethics teacher, he's getting into um, a lecture one day. And he's like, you know, in life and business, you're going to be successful, you're going to be greedy, you're going to be fearful. You're going to make mistakes. I promise you. You're going to make mistakes based on greed and fear. And he said, the one thing I can teach you is try to eliminate those. But even more importantly is that life is absurd. And once you learn that life is absurd, you can basically control everything. And I, this, you're like, okay, that sounds like Tony Robbins crap. And I know that Tony Robbins runs commercials on the stations, and maybe I get fired for that. Who knows? I say with a smile. But um, he had a kid who died basically at two months old. That's absurd. And that teaches you that life is absurd, that that can happen. Once you know that, money, investing, the world is your oyster. Once you know that crazy stuff can happen, once you know that things sometimes don't make sense. I get, I get grandma dying at 95. I thank her that she left me an oil well. I think she lived a glorious life. I get my friend who died of uh, leukemia at 36. I get it. Two-month-old kid. I don't get it. Let's go to JC. How are you, hey, JC? Good, mor- good morning. Hi, JC. Hey, how's it going? I uh, just had a quick question. Um, I'm currently contributing to my 401k. Good. And um, I have the option of choosing um, a target fund or, I guess, selecting my own uh, mutual fund. Sure. I'm not I'm not really comfortable. I, I would like learning about investment. I'm not comfortable as far as making my decision. So, What do you do uh, for a living, JC? I work for, for a, uh, I guess, a big company. I'm actually a financial company. Okay. Yeah. Interesting that you work for a financial company. You don't feel financially literate. Well, I, I mean, I do. It's just when it comes to investments, um, one of the things, I mean, after listening to you, you know, you mentioned that not until you get a good grasp is yeah, yeah. a good idea to, you know, I guess, make investment decisions. So right now I feel like I do know enough, but I, I guess I... Not enough to make that move. I'm trying to get some information out of you so that I can make a story out of you. Uh-huh. So how old are you? I'm 27. 27. How much do you weigh? How much do I weigh? Yeah. Uh, 150. Wow, you're a good, skinny, strapping young man. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're, not get, you're not getting 15 minutes of my time. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to take me to lunch? No, I don't. <laughs> man, I would kill to take me to lunch. Yeah. I'm no, a I'm plethora just... of knowledge. I'm a veritable plethora of knowledge. I'm a pinata. I think pinatas right. are wrong and evil because they teach kids that you can fail and still get candy. All right, well, we'll, we'll leave it for the other college to hit that pinata. Okay, so um, what I would do if I were you, and you're, what do you like to do? Do you like to hike? Do you like to run around lakes? Do you love Fremont? Um, I do. It's just anything. I'm pretty much, I'll do anything that's out there as long as I have fun. See, I work at the most miserable part of Fremont. I work <laughs> just off Mallory. Uh-huh. And it's not attractive here. 
Like there's oh, a big no. and tall men's store across the street. Uh-huh. And most of their restaurants are like um, uh, national chains. And it's like, you know, just discuss. Like I, I'm kind of a food snob, but I digress. So you don't want to get a lunch with me. I'm, I'm hurt by that, JC. <laughs> okay, I'll think about it. Okay, you should because I'm your financial friend. Okay. I'm the person you can trust. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to go to lunch with you now. Even if you ask, I'm off the market. But, <laughs> right, but with that said, I would go with a um, a lifestyle fund. Go with that. You know, you're young, and what I was trying to get out of you is that you like to hike, or that you like to drink mm. beer and watch the Giants, or that yeah, you work in the financial industry, but you don't want to do the financial thing all all the time. When you pick a mutual fund, you got to kind of have to babysit it a little bit. When you pick a stock, you have to babysit it a lot. When you pick one of those lifestyle funds, and you're 27, so let's just say you're going to retire in 33 years, that puts you at around 2045, let's say. You could pick a a Fidelity 2045 fund. If you want to be more aggressive, you could pick a Fidelity 2050 fund because the fund's going to be more aggressive for you when you're younger, and it's going to be more conservative when you're older. Um, It's not the smartest way to save money, but it's a good way to save money, and the thing that financial experts don't want you to know is that if you save every two weeks in your 401k mm-hmm. and you give yourself enough time and you're not being too conservative or too greedy in your choices, you're going to end up with a million dollars. You're going to end up where you want to get to if you do those simple things. Now, again, along the road, are you married? Uh, yeah. Okay. I was going to say along the road, you're going to get married and she's going to be a gold digger and you're going to lose some of your money. Or you're going to get married, and when I say gold digger on a woman, I should be much, much more nice and not characterize and cliche women. I'm going to be 14% nicer. Along the way, you're going to meet a woman who likes to spend money. Mm-hmm. Or she sees you as, wow, I've saved nothing, and now I just you know, got into a guy who's... How much have you saved so far? I have about 35. Good God, man, I love you. And I don't mean that in a... Well, <laughs> I mean it as I mean it. I love you. You're a good man. Um, you might meet someone who's got no money, and then suddenly she's like, ooh, I got you know half that. So you have to be kind of careful because money changes dynamics. Uh, but that 35K, you know, that like I said to Susan, that's going to be almost a million dollars by the time you retire. Don't, don't mess it up. Don't buy a boat. Don't mess it up. Don't buy a house. Don't mess it up. Don't, you know, do anything silly. If you want to start saving now a little extra for a house, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Always buy a house that you want to live in for five or more years. Um, Susan's not married. You're married. So you know that the wife is going to pick the house. She's going to pick the city. She's going to pick the street. You have no say in this. Um, so know that and, you know, buy a house soon at some point in time, start buying more assets to max out your 401k as much you can put in those lifestyle funds. And as you get older, when you hit 50, 55, 60, that's when you want to start taking some money off the table. And the lifestyle that's equivalent to the target fund. Yes, exactly. I'm sorry. Vanguard has uh, lifestyle funds. Fidelity's got target funds. Schwab has something, and uh, T. Rowe Price has something. And TD Ameritrade has something very similar as well. They're all slightly different. If you were to call them and ask them the same exact question, they'll say, oh, we do have something exactly like that. Um, You know, those five firms that I just mentioned, Uh that's all you need. And again, no one else in radio or television is going to tell you that because they typically get kickbacks from those companies. What What if I already have it? Sponsored through my employer, and that's not an option. The the funds that you mentioned. Who 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 do you have? Who who do you have sponsored? Wow, I'm stuttering. <laughs> no, I'm not stuttering. I'm a monkey. Um, who who's holding? Who's who's the custody at your 401k? The custody is with uh, J.P. Morgan. J.P. Morgan's okay. Um, I tend to find that J.P. Morgan. What you're going to still try to find is are the low cost fees. 
Because awesome. the only mistake, and again, I like the Fidelity Vanguard's TD Ameritrade's in large part because of the low cost fees associated with their brand funds. You don't want to go with the JP Morgan fund unless you absolutely have to. Watch out for sales fees. Watch out for 12B1 fees. Your total fees on a mutual fund should be under 1.2%. Ideally, they should be under one half of 1%. And if, if that's the case, then you're not going to mess up. Uh, you know, your fees aren't going to get you. Now, don't let greed and fear get you. Keep maxing out and don't use that money for something stupid like, um, how shall we say? I don't know if you know this, but the, one of the Washington Wizards spent $20,000 on lottery tickets. Like, don't yeah. don't look at your 30000 as a lottery ticket investment. Gotcha. Thanks okay. for the call, Jason. And I guess, I guess oh. the, the, last, the last question is, um, I know that you talked about it before, about rebalancing portfolios and everything. Yep. When it, when it comes to mutual funds, you said, like, I guess the good thing to do is do it once a year, and it would be... Selling your, what was it, selling the winners? and You know, more ideally, instead of selling the winners and buying your losers, uh-huh. that's the idea with rebalancing, generally speaking. Um, in this case, you may decide, I want to own 10% large cap value, 10% large cap growth. 10% mm-hmm. mid-cap value, 10% mid-cap growth. 40% international, 20% international value, 20% international growth. You want to rebalance into those numbers. And, and you want to rebalance every every year, right, you said? I typically rebalance, you know, two, three times a year. Whatever you're comfortable with, once a year is fine. You, uh-huh. This isn't rocket science. It's, like I said, it's an art. So thanks for the call, JC. JC, that's a pressure name. <clears throat> you know that name, John Carter? Um, the guy on Avatar, his name was something JC. It always stands for Jesus Christ. When you see a character with the name JC, it's typically a writer trying to be fancy and like, I'm going to call this person JC. For obvious, unobvious reasons. AM 1220, You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. So, little known Rob Black fact is I was a failed drummer in high school. I was so bad I was asked to quit the marching band. That's pretty bad. Like, when your music teacher's like, you should give this up. Not encourage me. Like, they encouraged me from drums? I, I can't make this up. To the triangle? I know, you're saying... They don't even use triangle. Like, you can't even hear a triangle in a marching band. All the way down to um, the cymbals. The crash cymbals. I got kicked out of band because I, 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 keep in mind, I played soccer. I was a good-looking man. I've got the legs of a soccer man, which every woman just went, ooh. I got the belly of a soccer guy, too, which, unless you're David Beckham isn't all that in a bucket of chicken. Let's go to Sean in San Josie. Sean. There we go. There? I'm yeah, here. I'm here. Okay. How are you? I'm well. Good. How are you? I'm good. How much do you weigh? Uh, two bills. Two bills. Good for you. Big, strong, strapping man. How are your teeth? Uh, they're okay. You married? Yes, I am. Uh, I was going to set you up. I was going to do a little online d- uh, dating. Do you, do you want to be set up even though you're married? No, no. That's actually why I'm calling about my wife. Okay, you're happily married. Okay, go ahead. Um, so, she's... She just left her job. 
Okay. And she has a 401. And we've been talking about that today, or you've been talking about it. Okay, yeah. Um, she wants to roll it over, and somebody said an IRA, and I'm all like, no, I think we could roll it into like a Vanguard or a, a you know Fidelity 401 and keep going and keep contributing. Sean, you're so you're so cute. <laughs> what, do you, well, what, what do you do for a living? Tell me, like you're an engineer. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm a sheet metal worker. She okay. I'm a pension guy. I know you don't like pensions. That no, much. I love I love pensions, and I, I thank you for being a sheet metal guy. And and you are going to supply you and your wife a great con- uh, conservative retirement. I'm now, hoping she has the ability to give you a little bit more growth and a little bit more pizzazz. I have no problem with, dude. I I love I love that you can do sheet metal. I can't do sheet metal. <laughs> Um, I could trim a hedge, I can mow a lawn, I can dry patch a wall, or I could do drywall. Drywall's pretty tough, it's good art. Um, but sheet metal, you're a god, dude, in my book. Um, okay, so you're confusing your terms, and that's why I said I love you, and you're so cute, because oh. <laughs> um, you know sheet metal, you don't know money. Uh, you need yeah. to get a really good, simple book. If you email me, rob at robblack.com, I'll send you everything you need to know, rob at robblack.com. But even more importantly, with her 401k... If she likes her choices, she can keep it where it is, or she can roll it over, and you can call Fidelity, 800-FIDELITY or 800-VANGUARD or TD Ameritrade, and say, my wife just left her job. We'd like to roll over the 401k into a, quote, self-directed IRA. Self-directed IRA. Okay. Yeah. You're not going to be able to roll it over to a 401k because a 401k is a corporate uh, retirement plan. Whereas an IRA is an individual retirement plan. Oh, okay. So that's that's where you're, you're kind of that's mixing metaphors. Yeah, yeah. So any, anything else? How do you like living in San Jose? Uh, I like it. You hate it when you hate it when house. people call it San Jose. Doesn't, doesn't bother me at all. My funniest phone call of all time, other than Susan earlier today, who I got tongue tied with, was um, someone called from Milpitas, and I always call it Milopitas, and he goes, <laughs> "It's Mil, it's Milpitas." I go, "No, no." It's Milopitas. I talked to the mayor a couple weeks ago, and the name was changed. And the guy just he, he couldn't he couldn't talk at that point in time. He was so frustrated with me. That's um, funny. Anyway, anything else I can help you with? Uh, no, I think that'll do it. Okay, All email right. me rob at robblack.com. I'll get you lots of good information. But even more importantly, um, when you do this rollover, you're going to have 60 days to pull it off. Okay. So when Fidelity or Vanguard or TD Ameritrade sends you the paperwork, don't ignore it. Now the yeah. Be- the beauty Friday is her last official day. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The, from the time you start the rollover. Oh, okay. So you're gonna basically at one point in time you're gonna call Fidelity and they're gonna say, okay, we're gonna send you the paperwork and they'll they'll do all those beautiful little tabs, sign here, sign here, sign here, mm-hmm. which is great. But then you have to contact your 401k and and basically roll it over at that point in time. Um, okay. I'll walk you through it if you drop me an email. Um, what you don't want to do is like cash out that 401k. You don't want to take the cash option. Yeah, no, I know that. Okay. It's got to stay where it where it stays or get killed. Yeah, so what what drew you into sheet metal out of curiosity? I kind of fell into it. I fix things. That's I do heating and air basically. Okay. And, uh, it just 23 years ago I started doing it. And do you just basically work on the heating units and air units or do you like go to the tubes and the vents and all that crazy stuff? Um now I basically take care of servers and farms and you know, That's server cool. farms and and you know, Keep businesses cool, and I do commercial. What's the biggest server farm you've been in? Um, I don't know, NTT, couple couple floors. Okay, that's pretty cool oh, stuff. Like, yeah, three four stories. You know, it's just all covered up. One um, one of my listeners is a, a repairman on the Golden Gate Bridge, and he's like, he offered to take me up the Golden Gate Bridge. I'm like, what do you mean? So going up, I'm like, yes, please. Did you know there's an elevator at the Golden Gate Bridge? <laughs> no, I didn't. 
a lot of people didn't know that. There's a service elevator to get to the top. So you don't actually have to climb ring by ring, and it, it's pretty awesome. So anyway, one of the perks of being Rob Black. Thanks so much for calling, Sean. And again, uh, if anyone needs any information, Rob at RobBlack.com. It's Rob at RobBlack.com. Um, I will be doing an event Thursday night in San Palo Alto. It's a retirement and wealth preservation event. Uh, it may be my last event. Um, I'm a bad boy, and I get punished a lot for being honest and truthful. So you can find out more about me at RobBlack.com. It's RobBlack.com. Um, let me take a look at the market numbers. I should probably do that. Let's see. Grieving parents find dead kid. Something fishy about that. I agree. Dow's up 103 points. That's nice to see. The Nasdaq's up 34 points. The S&P 500 up 10 points. Um, for those of you, since we've gotten three straight calls on 401ks today, diversify your investments. Large cap, mid cap, small cap. International and income. You can go with 20% of each if you want. As you're younger, you probably want to go a little bit more large cap and a little bit more international. When we're in a bad, bad, bad recession, you want to go more small caps because then you're buying the companies that are getting hit the hardest at cheaper values. If you think the world's going to go to hell at a handbasket, you want to trim your international and trim your large cap. I don't think the world goes to hell at a handbasket. I believe in capitalism. I think it's messy. I think it's easy to criticize. I believe in the volume growth of Asia. And... um. Just thanks so much. You can find me at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Don't forget, I got an event coming up tomorrow night, Palo Alto, Dinah's Garden Hotel. Sign up at robblack.com. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.